Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. You don't see enough positive news about global warming. And Rich Casey. I usually do the smell test and the taste test. I usually don't do the, the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And along the way, they'll probably veer off the path a little and talk about gardening, television, their world travels, sports, or pretty much any other shiny thing that catches their eye. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is October 8th, Sunday. We're recording on Sunday, Rich, something different. There's actually football in front of my eyes as we sit here and record. Um... 2023. This is episode number 236. And with me as he is each week is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? Good. It's going to be really distracting to see your eyes constantly flitting to the football screens while you're watching. Yeah, your head jump, yeah. jumping I'm up doing and this. down. I'm do- I'll just try to do it with my eyes so you won't know here. Can you notice there, this? There you go. Yeah, that looks really yeah. creepy. So that's perfect. That's what we want for the podcast. That's great. That's right. Um, how, how are you doing? How's everything going? It's going well. It's been a busy week, uh, which I'll talk about. Uh, Got a lot of writing stuff done. I got a lot of other stuff done as well. And as I mentioned just before we hit record, the weather is finally really broken here. And we're into what would be our fall, which will last a couple of months, where the temperatures are in the mid-70s during the day, probably high 50s, low 60s at night. So the windows can come open for the first time in about seven months now and uh, get get some breeze and some fresh air in the house. So, yeah, everything's going great. Our weather's broken too, but broken in a different way. <laughs> in the wrong direction for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'll talk about that actually. So let me jump into my stats first. Um, Inheriting Murder, book two in the Murder Mystery series is up 947 words to 52,093. Um, a pretty good week for me uh, in terms of writing on that story. And I'm actually starting to see the the light at the end of the tunnel here with getting it finished, uh, which is really good. I did some counting. It's, it's not a train, right? Come. No, it's not coming at me. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to run me over. Um, I'm going to run it over, something, something like that. Uh, Space Opera Alpha Battalion Book 1, uh, up 859 words to 6672. I actually worked on Chapter 4 this weekend before finishing Chapter 3, which was kind of strange. But Chapter 3 seems to be like the only chapter where there's no like action scene. It's like the sit down and talk scene. And I, I really just want to get into some action. And, uh, and then what I want to do is work on getting three and four done and get them up onto my Patreon so people can go read them if they want. Uh, Origins Volume 2 in the pre- prequel in the Villa Trilogy is no change there. It's still 5153. My mailer light is actually down one to 1104. And uh, my Facebook stats, I'm actually up two followers this week to 214. It's always a, a nice surprise to open up Facebook each morning and see like new followers, uh, especially since I'm not really posting anything on my personal Facebook I mean, not on purpose. I did accidentally a couple of weeks ago, but um, where, to where I'm telling people, hey, come follow me. So these are like people that are just finding it organically, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really gone back to see like, oh, who are the new people? Do I know them? But I'm pretty sure I don't. So it feels right. good. It's probably because the Facebook algorithms just love those images of golf courses. Oh, and that's I mean, there's only a couple of weeks left of me posting those. And uh, I, I, they actually got more. Um, interaction this week than they usually do in the past. So I'm trying All to right. like mix it up a little instead of just showing, hey, I'm 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 golfing because who cares about that? I'm trying to mix it up a little bit and make some jokes. There was a I played a course Friday that that was 
had just been aerated. So there were holes in the green and there were leaves all over the place. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny that this is a, you can tell the, you're getting close to my area where I live when the greens look like that versus the ones in Cleveland that I normally play because they're always pristine. So, right. You know what you ought to do? Uh, you, uh, you probably won't, but what you ought to do is you ought to get one of your golfing buddies to film you as you tee off and post that as a, as one and i think that would be that would garner some interest because number one facebook likes those little short videos you could also throw yeah. it up on on uh do you have an instagram account i don't know if you do or not i do i do i yeah. never i never really do much yeah. with it but you, you could post it as a reel and just see what happens i think those little yeah. action shots people like um that's not a bad idea i, I am gonna golf next week so as, i mean as long as the weather lets me so um mm. maybe i'll look into that yeah it's always it's always funny because if you look at my Snapchat over the last couple of years, it's always other people that I'm golfing with because I never ask anybody to to film me. I just film them. And, and, right. Right. So I guess people that follow me probably don't care about the other people. Maybe they do. Yeah. Um, all right. So last week's goals, I had a whole bunch of them. Chapter 19 and 20 of the murder mystery. And I did succeed at those. I finished both of those chapters. Um, add words to one or both of my smaller stories, which I also succeeded at by adding words to the space opera. Uh, create the new Facebook ads to run in the, the last few weeks of October. I failed at that. And I think I'm going to wait until November to run a new set, um, you know, maybe with Halloween and horror and things like that. Maybe it's not the best time to try to sell like a murder mystery. So uh, the other thing that I've got going is that over the past, what is this, October 8th? So over the past eight days, you know, the, those ads ended September 30th. And over the past eight days, I'm getting page reads every day from people that probably kind of leaked over from um, from September, which is good. Yeah. And then finally do something with mid journey, even if it's just open it, create a couple of images, then close it, which is successful. I actually did that. Um, I, I actually created one that I'm going to use in a Facebook ad. It, it, there's a bit of a learning curve to mid journey more than chat GPT, because I didn't know, you know, I think I've heard you say before when you were creating those images with mid journey that you had to like massage the pictures to get them exactly what you want. And I assumed what you were doing was you were giving it a prompt you were picking a picture that you liked from the, the the four that it gives you. And then you were like somehow editing that picture that similar to what you would do with chat GPT if you're editing, you know, words. And in reality, it looks like what you're massaging is the prompt, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. Although what you can do, <clears throat> you know, you can submit to mid journey aid an image for it to start with and work off of, which is essentially what you do when oh. you're revising an image in mid journey that it has produced. Uh, but it, so you have to make small tweaks to the, to the, to the prompts in order to get it more closer to what you want. Although I, you know, to tell, I, I forgot to put this on my outline and I can't remember the exact name of the program now, but Kevin McLaughlin, uh, of I'm going to move to Iceland just because I want to fame, um, <laughs> as, as well as author fame, uh, has, has been working with a new program. Uh, image generation program, which is really, really slick because it not only produces the images, but it will produce the entire book cover for you along oh, really? with, along with the text, you know, the title, your author name, uh, it'll do, do, do it in, you know, whatever font you want. And so I'm going to be looking into that. So I may be moving off of mid journey and into, into that program instead, uh, in the future. Is it free? Because Midjourney doesn't really have the free beta anymore. Yeah. And I didn't want to sign up for the $10 a month because that didn't seem to right. give exactly what I was looking for. Plus, I was a little concerned after trying out um, whatever that one author 
AI program is. I can't remember the name of it right now. Where it was like, you know, you didn't you got like ninety thousand words for twenty ninety five, and I used up right. ninety thousand words in like two and a half days. So I felt like I needed to go to the thirty dollar a month, but that's not something I want to keep because that's a big bill to have every month for something I'm not going to use all the time. Right, which is why I'm considering moving off because this other program I believe is in beta and is free at the moment. So. Okay. I'll try to find it and post the link in the show notes to it if, if we can find right. it. And, and uh, if you can't, uh, that's okay. By next week, I'll have I'll have taken a, a closer look at it and I'll have you know, a little bit of a review. Okay, cool. Yeah, so those are my stats for the week. There was one other thing that I wanted to talk about with my stats for the week, and I can't remember what it is. I just remember as I was thinking about it, I thought to myself, there's no way anyone's going to want to hear this. So it's probably good that I can't remember it. But if I can <laughs> remember it, you're going to hear it next week. Okay. <laughs> Didn't have anything to yes, do with golf. Yes, that was a threat. <laughs> um, I don't think it did oh. because I feel like I would remember that. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was. Okay. Well, my stats for the week, uh, I managed to edit and upload three Vela episodes uh, early in the week, and I now have three more ready to go. Uh, but I need to kind of spread them out a little bit. One of the things that Amazon has done in response to the flood of AI generating material that uh, they have received is, and you've probably seen this on the forums or, or heard about it, is that they've limited authors to three books per day uploads. And, and that's all. The, now, it's unclear whether, in terms of Vela, that means only three episode uploads per day or not. So some people say yes, some people say no. I just don't want to try to find out especially considering the trouble I had the week before with getting uh, a set of six uh, episodes published. So I'm going to, I've been trying to, even though, although these episodes are piling up a little bit, I've been you know, trying to spread them out and only do like one or two a day just to make sure. So I've got some in the hopper and I'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, I finished the week with just shy of 12,000 KU equivalent page reads, uh, which is really good because if I keep that up, that will get me uh up to almost my record on a monthly basis. And both of those accomplishments, the number of episodes I uploaded and will up upload to Vela this week uh, and the KU page reads are, are part of my fourth quarter goals, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later oh. in the podcast. Okay, so. good. Okay, uh, in terms of my week, uh, last Sunday, so we're, we're eight days now instead of seven for this podcast. So last Sunday, I went golfing in the morning with my buddy Dave, and we actually played from the white tees, and the white tees are about 600 uh, yards feet, yards, 600 yards closer than the, the blue tees we normally play at. And it it's not like 600 divided by 18 is, you know, 300 yards or whatever. It's not like each hole is like, well, I've totally messed up this math, yeah. but it's like each yeah. hole is like, you know, 50 or 60 yards or a hundred yards forward. And most of them are, you know, 10, 20 yards here and there, but there are like three or four holes. The ones I seem to struggle on where you get this giant advantage when you play off the white tees. So naturally I went out and shot an 82, which would be my lowest score of the year. I had two birdies where I've never had two birdies in one round before. So that was kind of fun. Um, and, I, and, and you could say, well, you guys played the white tees, you played, you know, a shorter course. And I thought, well, yeah, you still got to go hit the ball though. So, um, so I felt good about that. And then on the way home, I was listening to the radio as we oh, go ahead. I was going to say that, yeah, for, for amateurs, the, no matter what tees you play off of, it all plays the same. I think, yeah. you know, you maybe, maybe over the course of 18 holes uh, you, between the blue and the red tees, you're going to maybe add four or five shots at the most, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's well, this course, 
this course has a couple of holes. Number three is this 320 yard hole where there's trees on the left side that stick out and the, the fairway slopes to the right and it slopes you into the woods on the right. So you have to hit mm -hmm. a perfect drive shot. But if you play from the white tees, you're a hundred yards closer. So you're 220 out and you're past the trees and the, the fairway straightens out by the time you hit the ball. So I hit a ball right down the middle. I was 20 yards off the green. I chipped up, I actually hit the pole and then I putted a well, one footer in for a birdie. So that was a definite advantage, but you're I still you're had to hit. Yeah. You're a hundred yards closer. You're a hundred. Yeah. It's 320 to 220. Yeah. Oh, wow. That I've never been on a course like that. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple holes like that on that course. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So that's what, that's what made him easier. But again, I still had to go hit the ball and that that's right. what made me feel good. Right. Um, on my way home, I was listening to the radio. I heard that the Browns starting quarterback would not be playing due to his injury. Their backup is a rookie drafted late in the draft. I knew they'd have exactly zero chance to win. I wasn't disappointed when they lost because, and it was a bad loss, but you know, I was kind of ready for it to happen. Actually, as soon as I got home, I put a whole bunch of money on Baltimore on the gambling sites. And I won <laughs> it all because that was a smart thing to do. Um, Monday, I worked from home. Uh, in the evening, I grabbed my laptop. I started looking at the plot of the space opera, which I had used ChatGP to help me work on, God, months ago before I, you know, before before I started writing it. This was months ago, and uh, I really didn't like the plot. Like I was reading through, it was a twenty-seven chapter plot, and I thought, well, I really don't like where this is going. I don't know what I was thinking back then, but it, it seems like I got away from that whole A-team vibe that I was trying to get, this A-team in space vibe. So I spent the evening, probably a good three hours, replotting it, again, using ChatGPT, but trying to stick more to the A-team vibe of, oh, there's going to be a fight scene, and they're going to get captured, and the military will think they win, but they don't. Nobody gets killed. You know, it's not a super violent um, show. In fact, nobody ever gets shot on that show. So so I wanted to, to kind of replot it with something like that. So that's what I did. And that's where I put some of my words into chapter four. I think that might be the only day that I put words into chapter four. I worked out really well. I like this new plot. It, and I also plotted it in the, in the manner of a short story. So you can tell chat GPT, you know, give me a, a chapter by chapter or give me a, th you know, three act or a hero's journey, but keep it around 40,000 words and it'll actually map out. Okay. Act one is going to be 10,000. Act two is 20,000 and act three is 10,000. It'll help you out with that. Now, you obviously don't have to stick to it, but it's a good kind of a framework to start with. And that's what I'll do with this. I'll start with that framework and then, and then work from there. Do you, uh, do you list or watch episodes of the A-Team uh, now while you're writing this story, just to get a kind of a, a sense for, uh, or, or remind yourself of what the pacing of the show was like and, and how the banter goes and all that kind of stuff. So when I got rid of, when I got rid of my cable spectrum back in like, what was it been like February or March on spectrum, there was a channel called METV and every, every cable system has an METV or a family TV channel. If you look on, if you have, you don't have cable, right? You don't have, no, oh, no. do you have cable? Yeah. So it's, it's always on the cable systems. Like if you get a hotel, a hotel will have it, but it's not on the streaming service. It's like a local, just oldies style TV channel. Okay. It's going to have Perry Mason on. It's going to have the A team. You're going to see, you know, murder. She wrote might be on it. You know, shows like that. Right. I was watching it every day. Cause it was on every day. I think at like six o'clock and then again at seven o'clock or maybe five and six back, back when I had cable, but when I got rid of cable, I didn't have, I, and I got streaming YouTube TV. I don't have it anymore. Okay. And in fact, it's not free anywhere. I bought season two on Amazon uh, a, a few months ago because I wanted to just have it so I could put it on every now and then. I have watched a little bit, not much, but I've watched a little bit of it. But I will say that I know it so well that 
it's going to take some time before I forget all of those things you said, the pacing, okay. the dialogue. We turn an episode on. It's one of those things. Me and my sister used to do it with like the Golden Girls. It's one of those things where you turn it on and it's almost like name that episode. You turn it on and within one second of what you see on the TV, you know which episode it is. I'm that way with Seinfeld and, and Golden Girls and the Andy Griffith show um, right now. And I'm pretty close to being that way with the A-team. Yeah. yeah, my wife and I play that game with all the Ag Agatha Christie stuff on, on BBC. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, I worked from home. And then after work, I went to Hothead. Um, I began working on chapter 19. So um, this is one of those chapters that when I wrote the first draft, I wrote it as one chapter because that's what I had plotted. But it actually has three scenes in it. I didn't realize it had three scenes in it when I started it. And then I opened it up and went, oh, this is going to take some time. And I ended up only getting through two of the three scenes. So it's essentially like I, I did two chapters because they're long scenes. I just had it under the umbrella of chapter 19 for some reason. While I was also there, this is kind of exciting. While I was also there, there was a guy in front of me and he was getting his food. And I looked over and I said to the person who was helping me, I was like, what is he eating right there? And she said, oh, those are nachos. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be trying nachos next time i come to hot hits let's just yeah. keep that in mind little teaser for you um wednesday worked from home did nothing writing related thursday worked from home again my dad was having shoulder surgery so i did not go into work because i didn't want to leave my dog home for like 12 hours mm -hmm. um so i worked from home and then let's see in the evening okay okay that's when i went back into that's I, I knew there was another day that's when i went back into atticus and worked on chapter four of the the space opera the, the 18 that we're talking about and i will tell you I'm, I mean, again, I, it's like I have hundreds of thousands of words in Atticus, but it is really working well. All that, all those problems I complained about three, four, five months ago, whenever it was, they're gone. Like it's a seamless, it's a smooth writing software now where before for me, it wasn't, I don't know about other people, but for me, it wasn't. So I'm really excited to go ahead and actually uh, uh, completely write this book in Atticus and then immediately format it. In fact, you could, you could format as you go. You can, if you're in chapter six, you can click over to formatting mode and you can see what chapter six looks like if it was formatted, you know, yeah. the way you like it. So I'm pretty excited about this because if it is working, that means that's what I'll move to exclusively as soon as I start book three of the murder mystery series. Yeah, it's too bad it couldn't have been closer to that kind of experience when they first came out with it. But then you yeah. know, a lot a lot of programs in beta are like that. So I mean, I've written programs like that. <laughs> um let's see friday i worked from home okay so again through the end of this year i'm either going to be working a half a day friday or i'm going to be off all day due to a holiday on friday so um after work i went to hothead and immediately got the nachos they were fantastic um and and what's funny about it is it's really all it is it's the same stuff that i get into a burrito it's just on a bed of chips right. but for whatever reason it works it is so good um so uh, I was very excited about that. And it, this won't be the last time on this podcast that I talk about the nachos from Hothead. Um, and what did I do there? Let's see. I went to, I'll finish chapter 19. So I have one scene left. So I finished chapter 19 on my way home. I just out of the blue, just decided I'm going to go ahead and stop at this golf course and play 18 holes. This is Friday. It took me about two hours. Cause there was no one out there. Um, I shot 86, which is awesome. I've got about five or six rounds in the eighties now uh, in a row. Like I'm really finishing the year strong with my golf, which makes me feel really good. Um, although it does make me feel really sad that the, uh, the golf is ending. Um, I did get into a, a simulator league with a buddy of mine, which is going to be uh, 10 weeks. It's a scramble and you go play fake courses in a simulator bay. And it was a couple hundred bucks to get in. I don't know if there's prizes or not, but I'm very excited that over the next 10 weeks, we're going to be doing that, which is nice. 
so in the evening, I grabbed my laptop. This is Friday night. And I um, finally, this is when I went into mid journey. It was funny because I opened mid journey. I really had no idea what to do. I think I had typed like, um, give me this, this, and then I went, oh, I need to do that with a prompt. So I had to go slash imagine, give me right. this, this. And I thought, well, that's not very good. So I went to YouTube and just watched some like beginner videos. And then I watched this one video. I'm going to link to it. Uh, it was like 32 tips for constructing your prompts. And it's kind of like for beginners, but anybody out there who wants to learn how to make better prompts, this is the, the great video. I don't know who did it off the top of my head. I don't remember, you know, he talked about how to do the aspect ratios and how to do styling, which is these keywords gave a lot of examples. So I will link to it in the show notes. It's really good. And that's the one I'll continue to. So what I'm going to do is I need to watch it again and then take some notes. So at some point this week, that's what I'll do. Right. Um, I'll watch this video again, take some notes. So I, I have it written down, like how to construct my prompts. Right. The other thing that's good to do is just go into one of the public uh, public channels on Midjourney on the on the the Discord and just kind of scroll through what people are producing and when you see things that you really like stuff that looks really polished and really finished you can see what their prompts are and that yeah. give, gives you a good idea of, of where to start at least for your stuff especially yeah, if you're doing like sci, like sci-fi stuff it, it's really good for that yeah and what I'm looking for is I don't even so I want to do two things with Midjourney right now. I want to create three or four images to do. And what was the term that you used again for the Facebook ads where you put multiple pictures up at one time or videos or whatever? Oh, the dynamic creatives. Yes. I want to do that um, with my next one, but I need to create those images first. Um, and I'm probably going to use what I might, I, what I'm probably going to is pull those images down out of Midjourney after I get what I like, put them in book brush and potentially work with them there. Maybe put some videos underneath them or something underneath them to go along with them. Maybe half of them do that and the other half not do that. Maybe put writing on one of them. I don't know, but I'm going to kind of try to combination, use a combination of book brush and Midjourney to make these ads. Sure. Um, something that I'm looking for. Uh, let's see. And I did end up, like I said, I saved one image for use. I really liked the way that it came out. Um, I, I, the number, the number of times I said, uh, with a gun, make this person with a gun. It never did. Like, I don't know if that's a mid journey thing. Yeah. There, there are some, there are some curbs that mid journey has that they won't, they won't do, you know, they won't do, uh, like you can't tell it. Now I only know this, you know, from hearsay, but you can't tell it to, you know, do a naked woman, for example, it just right. won't do it. You know? <laughs> so. My guess is that's probably something that's every other prompt on mid journey has that and they finally <laughs> had to say, you guys so. gotta stop seriously you guys yeah. gotta stop <laughs> uh, yeah um and then saturday i slept in a little bit i had a tea time um at 9 a.m at a course really close to me holy cow was that nice usually i drive 50 minutes the guys i play with they um they drive a little bit less than me but the course we played at yesterday, it's a really nice course, but it's only 15 minutes for me. And it was almost an hour for everybody else. So when we were finished up, um, you know, it was like, Hey, I have a nice drive home guys. I'll be home in 15 minutes. It was, oh, I was so happy. Um, and I shot an 89 again, my, according to what I wrote here, my sixth round in a row in the eighties. Um, and it just, I love the way this season I'm hitting a lot of good shots um, where, where I was, you know, not hitting those before my short game's been really good. So I'm, I'm pretty happy uh, after or I was home. Oh, it's, it's a lot better than the end of 2022, which I, as I recall, you really yeah. were duffing it then. Yeah. My, my handicap is way down right now, which I'm yeah. pretty happy. Again, I just wish it wasn't ending 
you know, in a couple yeah. weeks. So, yeah. um, let's see. I came home long enough to sh- sh- uh, shower and change my clothes. And then I headed back to hothead and you're never going to guess what I ate. Yep. That's right. Nachos again. It, it may be the, that's what I get now. Every time I go in there until I get tired of it and, and go back to a burrito, but, uh, so good. Um, while I was there, I worked on chapter 20 and, and after I finished chapter 20, that leaves me only four chapters left in the first draft. Um, of this book to, to go through the first revision of, which is what I'm in now, the first edit. Uh, I didn't write the final chapter, which is chapter 25, uh, as I like to call it, the windup, uh, a term I stole from yours truly, Johnny Dollar, um, because that's the chapter where my main character runs through the entire scenario in front of everyone and says, you, you did it and here's why. You could have done it, but you didn't. And here's what you did instead. And I want I don't have all of those things set in stone yet. So I didn't write mm-hmm. that chapter. So what I'll do is I will finish chapter 24. I'll do 21, 22, 23, and 24, which is what I still have left. And then I'll do uh, a full story grid to make sure I understand what clues I created, where I put everything, make sure I introduce everybody correctly and, and have them kind of not going through their arc. Every character doesn't have an arc, but make sure that they're, they're good characters. Uh, and then I'll do a third revision and then I'll add in all those things that I may have missed. And then finally, after that, I will go through and write the final chapter and then I should be finished with it. So, yeah. And then today, today is Sunday. I woke up. Okay. So I woke up today at, yesterday when we played, it was 45 degrees and chilly, but it wasn't rainy. It was just chilly. Um, at one point, like on the 14th hole, I took my hoodie off and was just wearing a t-shirt and about, I don't know, we finished that hole and I had to put my hoodie back on. Like it was cold. And I am known for going there wearing shorts and a t-shirt, even when it's cold. This was cold for me yesterday. So this morning I get up and we start driving and it's about the same temperature. And I get a call from Dave. He's 15 minutes coming in from the West. I'm coming in from the South and he, it's, I can hear the rain pouring on him. And he, and I'm like, it's, it, it's not raining here. It's dry for me. I'm 15 minutes away. So let's just go to the course and see what happens. So we get there and it's raining and it's early and I knew I had my work party later. I just didn't feel like staying. So we just decided to go ahead and call it a day and leave and not play. Mm-hmm. Um, drove to the course on purpose because I wanted to make sure I had my tea times for next weekend. That way I don't, I don't have to call them later in the week. Um, so I came home. I was home for about an hour, maybe two hours. Got to had some breakfast. Uh, and then I left at 1130 for uh, the west side of Cleveland because, hey, when golf is canceled because it's 45 degrees and rainy, what's the smart thing to do? Well, go to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is what we did. We went to a beach called Edgewater Beach. Really nice, really big, but it was so windy. If you follow me on Snapchat, holy cow, you can hear the wind. Uh, maybe I'll try to get that off of Snapchat and throw it on my Facebook page later tonight, um, just so you can hear how windy it was. And it was 45 degrees. And I'm walk- I had no idea where I was. I was in completely the wrong place. I walked around for 20 minutes and finally one of the guys I work with texted me. He says, hey, I'm at the party. You're not here. And I wrote back, yeah, I don't know where I'm at. Can you help me, please? And he said, here's what you need to Google map. So I thought, okay, I'll put it in Google Maps. It'll show me where to walk. I was two miles away. Oh, good so grief. <laughs> it was very strange. So anyway, I got in my car and found it and had a good time at the party. We were only there for about an hour and a half because it was so cold and we were doing it outdoors. It was originally scheduled for July, but it was so funny. It was originally scheduled for July, but no one was in the office on that day because of construction. So we decided to postpone it. So for whatever reason, we postponed it to a Sunday, a day where no one's in the office. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. Uh, but weird. it was still a good time seeing everybody outside of work and and meeting some of the significant others of, of the people that I talk to on a daily basis was fun. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. 
Yeah, and postpone it to a, a, a date in October where you can almost be guaranteed, well, not guaranteed, but maybe 75% chance that it's going to be an awful day in yeah. Ohio, on Lake Erie or wherever you guys are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> literally on Lake Erie, yeah. just west of Cleveland, a little bit east of Cedar Point, right, right on the lake. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that's it. And then I kind of came home and watched football a little bit and uh, got ready to do this, got ready to record. And that was my week. Busy Great. week. Love it. Yeah. What it was a busy week? Got a lot done. Uh, last Sunday, uh, left church right after service again because we're kind of on quasi uh, COVID quarantine just to because I have in laws who are just absolutely scared to death of catching COVID and we're going to be going to see them. So we're trying to limit how much contact we have with people, even though we're fully vaccinated and stuff, but still just to ease their mind a little bit. Had lunch at a New York Bagel and then was at my computer by 11.30 a.m. and did a little bit of Vela promotion and marketing for an hour until the uh, football games came on uh, in this time zone. I settled down for an afternoon of watching football and marketing those fabric pieces for Tammy's project. Uh, did that all afternoon. Then after dinner, uh, I sat at the computer and revised an episode of Death Comes to Paradise and submitted it for publication. And it cl cleared review in under an hour. Uh, didn't publish immediately, but that's kind of what's the new th thing with Amazon. Uh, it used to be once it cleared review, it would publish almost immediately, but now it takes a little bit of time. Uh, so I just, you know, you just have to give it, give it the time that it needs, I guess. And there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, then it was time for the late game by the time I finished all that. And during the late game, uh, I finished, or I thought I finished, all the fabric marking that I was going to have to do for this year. Uh, but that turned out not to be the case, as later on in the week we'll find out. Uh, then I watched the game until about halftime, but it, it was a game I wasn't really interested in. So I just I turned it off and I went and hit the sack early. Uh, Monday, I was up early to uh, find that the episode had published and was live. Okay. So that was good. So whatever was ailing Amazon the week before, uh, apparently has been fixed at least somewhat. I know there's still, they've still got some curbs on how much you can submit at one time. One episode is probably not a curb, which I didn't think it ever would be. Hit the gym after breakfast and then came home and started standing on that epoxy countertop project that I was working on and promptly ruined it by standing right through the epoxy into the wood, which kind of ruins the project because when you put epoxy on top of bare wood, the wood soaks some of it up. And then when you get down and you accidentally sand the wood itself again, you'd think that you could put more epoxy on it, it would just soak it up and it would be fine. Uh, but it doesn't. Instead, it you always const you always have a light spot there that's completely different color than all the rest of the wood. So the whole thing was ruined. Uh, I'll need to start over again on that project. I briefly considered taking it out into the, into the driveway and setting it on fire and watching it burn just for fun. <laughs> but but instead I decided to go in and have lunch because my food always makes me feel better. So then I sat down after lunch, forgot about the project which I can do really easily. It drives my wife nuts because I forget about what she told me just two minutes ago about being able to forget things is really helpful sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it's helpful for being a pitcher in the major leagues and it's helpful for me for working on wood sometimes. So I sat down at the computer and worked on an outline for the sequel to Death Comes to Paradise, which I'm starting to think about now that I'm getting closer to finishing up that particular book. Uh, it, <sighs> As, as a bunch of mysteries, the stories aren't going to exactly be a series in the traditional sense. 
where you're continuing a central storyline. Uh, but I like them to hang together a little bit to help with the marketing in the future. So I, I'm trying to, to tie in on a couple of threads from one book to another. Uh, so I started working on that, trying to plot out. Didn't get very far, but I got I got, made a little bit of progress. Then after dinner, I spent the night reading. I've decided to pick up and read through uh, the J.D. Robb's uh, canon. Now, J.D. Robb is a mystery slash th thriller writer. It's it's a pen name of Nora Roberts, and Nora Roberts oh. is of course the you know the, the really famous uh, romance writer, uh, but she writes really good mysteries and thrillers, and that J.D. Robb. Uh, pen name has been extraordinarily successful for her, just probably almost as successful as uh, her romance stuff. So I've started reading through her her things. Uh, I picked up a book on uh, Monday night and started with that. I'm going to go through at least you know maybe a half a dozen of them, just just to see how she does what she does. Uh, Tuesday, the first half of the day was all promotion and marketing. Uh, then I spent a few hours cooking jambalaya for a church event uh, in the evening. But, and while it was in the oven baking, I edited and submitted two more episodes of Death Comes to Paradise um, and just submitted them and then just closed out my browser and didn't even look to see if they how far they made it in review and publishing before I headed to the church building at 5 and basically spent the rest of the evening there. I think I probably got home about 9, 9.30, read a little bit before bed, but then it turned in early. Uh, Wednesday, again, woke up and found out that the new episodes I had submitted were both reviewed and published and were live, uh, which made me happy. Went to the gym after breakfast, and then I should have worked some more on the writing stuff. But instead, I spent the rest of the day puttering around in the garden because, as I said earlier, the weather here is just too beautiful right now to spend too much time indoors when you don't have to and it's light outside. Uh, but it does get dark now about six o'clock PM. So I came in around then had a, a little bit of a late dinner and then worked on some Vela promo and marketing uh, later in the evening and then read again until bedtime. Thursday, I woke up thinking I was going to take my truck in for an oil change and tire rotation, but I decided, you know, I, I made the appointment over the web and I never really received an, what I would consider to be an adequate confirmation that the appointment had actually gone through. So I decided to call. And of course it didn't, they had, did not have me on the books. So at least I didn't make the drive over there. But weirdly enough, uh, I, I was talking to the guy trying trying to figure out if I had an appointment. He goes, Hey, Rich, what's your wife's name? And that, that kind of took me aback. aback. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he was talking to somebody else in, in the office. So, we, but when I finally realized he was talking to me, I told him my wife's name, he goes, hi, this is Gordon Lee. And Gordon Lee was the son of, the owner of an auto shop that I, I took all my vehicles to for like 25 years before COVID hit. And it turned out that when COVID hit, his dad just decided to retire and uh, closed up, his, sold the shop, sold the property and stuff. And so Gordon had to get a job someplace else and went to work for this, this new place, Plantation Tire, where I, I go to get my tires and my oil change. So yeah, we, we chatted for a while about the old days and his dad and stuff who unfortunately uh he he retired he sold off when he was like 78 and like the next year he had a heart attack and died which oh, which it was what happens to guys that you know work too long you know you, you have to of course he I, he apparently enjoyed the work and whatever um so anyways he he because he knew me and everything he scheduled he kind of jammed me in for uh an oil change for the next day right when they first opened up so that was it's always good. nice to know somebody yeah exactly uh yeah. 
and, and it turned out it was really good because uh, I took it in there and, and first thing seven o'clock when they opened uh, and they turned, they have five, five technicians uh, that work on cars and three of them were out for the day. So if I had done oh. it any later in the day, I probably wouldn't have worked. Um, yeah. But then I spent, again, spent the rest of the day out in the garden. Uh, in the evening, I began editing a, another set of Death Come to Paradise episodes. Uh, but that was interrupted pretty quickly when I discovered from my wife that there were still another 200 fabric pieces I hadn't marked for her. <laughs> uh, and she, had, she hadn't told me about them because it wasn't a, a football day. But then Thursday came and it was a football day. And that's when I typically mark them for it. So I sat down uh, rest of the evening watching the football and finishing off that job. And now I think it's well and truly done. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fr Friday, I was up and at the auto shop at 7 a.m. I got back about 8.30 or so. And after a quick breakfast, we went to the gym, came home, cleaned up, and then went to the pharmacy on the corner for our RSV vaccinations, or so we thought. It turns out while we were there, our insurance wouldn't approve it. And they're like $340 a pop for a vaccine. So we decided, well, we're just going to wait until it actually does make it out to their, our insurance company's list of approved vaccines. The problem with it is, and this happens all the time with health insurance in this country, the vaccine is relatively new. It was approved and came out during the summer. And even though uh, the CDC recommends anybody 60 or over gets the vaccine. It still is considered by the insurance company, many insurance companies to be a quote unquote, not experimental drug, but a, uh, I don't know, a tier two or tier three uh, mm -hmm. vaccine that they will not pay for at the moment. Now that's going to have to change, I think, because Medicare will pay for it. So I'm going to, I'll be on Medicare coming up uh, the, in the new year. Uh, so I'll be able to get it. My wife may have to wait a few years, but we'll see what happens uh, going forward. Came home after that little bit, little debacle, had lunch, and uh, then started cleaned up, clean up my trashed carport. Um, I think I've mentioned before, I really don't have any place, a workshop at all. Nobody really has garages here in South Louisiana, at least not on older homes. A lot of the newer ones are putting garages in. But, you know, the weather is, is generally so mild during the winter, you don't need one. So I have a carport. The carport doesn't face the street. It's kind of like back around the back of the house. Nobody can see it. So as a result, I use it as my workshop and I'm a, I'm sloppy. I never clean up after myself. <laughs> so I have stuff stacked all over and gotten to the point where I could barely walk through the thing. Oh, uh, geez. From, yeah. From all the projects and things that, that I've been doing and all the gardening and stuff. So I've really got to clean that up because we are heading uh, for a quick trip up to Virginia to visit the in-laws and we're still in hurricane season. We can get hurricanes here well into uh, November. And, you know, all that stuff, it just becomes missiles in 100, 120 mile an hour winds. And yeah. don't, I don't want to be away and have my wife freaking, about, freaking out about it. Uh, me, I would just ignore the fact until I got home and saw what the damage was. But I decided to start cleaning it up. That's going to be a many day task to, to finish that, especially since I can't do that kind of organizing and cleaning for more than a couple hours at a time because it drives me nuts. Uh, but I did multitask a little bit while I was uh, doing the cleaning. And I started considering, we talked about, you know, what my fourth quarter goals were going to be since I had met the goals that I had originally set for the year by the end of the third quarter. So I started thinking about, you know, what, what would really set me up well for 2023 
uh, as well as continue to improve on what I've done in 20, I'm sorry for 2024, as well as continue to improve on what I've done already in 2023. Um, so I started thinking about that uh, while I was cleaning up, uh, but then I got sidetracked by shifting around my our container gardens in order to take advantage of the changing sun position and kind of forgot about that a little bit until uh, later in the evening while I was doing some promo and marketing, I started to think a little bit more about what, what did I want to do in the rest of 2023. And then got some things scratched down on paper a little bit and that I'll talk about later in the podcast. And then finished up the day by doing some reading before bed. Saturday, I spent all day working on both the carport and the garden. Uh, and then in the evening hours, I got back to those Vel episodes I started on Thursday and spent an hour or two doing that before I got too sleepy and went to bed. Today, woke up in the morning, church and was in the morning as normal, uh, left right after service, had lunch, and then laid down and took a massive three-hour nap. <laughs> and I don't know why that happened other than the fact that I did take a sleeping pill last night, and I think I was still a little bit hungover from the sleeping pill. Um, and after recording here today, I'm going to go ahead and take one more read through on those three episodes and hit uh, submit on those. So get them out for publication and hopefully okay. they'll be, they'll be live by tomorrow morning. Uh, and, and that was my week. It was uh, a lot of back and forth doing different kinds of things, but I did make some progress on a lot of different fronts, uh, managed to ruin something that I'd been working on for a couple <laughs> of weeks and I'll, we'll have to start all over again, but uh, that'll probably be in the future. <laughs> I can't, I can't start on that again right away. Uh, so what, what are you going to do um, with de with Death Comes to Paradise when you finish it and you have all the episodes up on uh, Vela? Are, are you going to keep it there for a while or are you going to pull it down pretty quick and get it onto Kindle? Like, what, what are your plans? Well, th that's that's the interesting thing about Vela is you don't have to pull it down. You can keep it there forever. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. All you got to do is you got to wait for 30 days. 30 days after you publish the last episode uh, that you're going to put into a book. Uh, you can then turn it into a book. It can go into KU. It can go, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. Well, if you put it into KU, you can't do whatever you want with it. It has to stay, stay in the Amazon ecosystem. But if you don't put it into KU, yeah, you could have it out wide if you want. But it can still stay okay, on Vela. You can still market it on Vela. Okay, I was Googling something real quick that you had said. But did you say that you could keep it on, you could have it on Amazon Kindle Limited while it's in Vela? Yes. yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because uh, the Amazon considers it still to be within its ecosystem that way. So they consider it almost as if you have it in KU, but you also have it for sale on Amazon at the same so time. Yeah. what stops anybody from taking any books that they have in KU right now that they've had up there for years and just throwing them into Vela? You can't. Uh, Amazon does a check. You can't put anything at the Vela that's already been published. Uh, ah, okay. So you can do it the other way around. Then. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Then your plan is to keep it in Vela forever or, you know, for the future, whatever. You don't have any plans to right. take it out of there anytime. But then throw it into KU or publish it as a book. Uh, uh, publish it, just uh, go wide with it. Sorry. Yeah, I still don't know for sure. Uh, that'll, okay. probably be, that'll probably be a last minute decision. My initial thought was to just put it in KU, at least initially. Um, but, and then go uh, wide with the print version of it. And then see if I get any traction in KU or not. Um, mysteries slash cozy mysteries in KU. Uh, some of them have have success. Some don't. 
Uh, you know, KU is mostly dominated by romance and science fiction. But uh, yeah, I, I may try it. It's 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 not really any skin off my nose because I can put in a KU for 90 days, see if you get any traction on it. If you don't, you can always pull it out and then go wide. And I still have it in, in, in Vela. I can still flog it on Vela too, you know. And, right, and right. As I continue. And I may do, well, one thing I do know I'm going to have to have to do or want to do is I realize that I, as I've been doing this, this Death Comes to Paradise, I had written the thing and then I've rewritten it and then published it in episodes. But as I've been publishing it, I realize I've got some things I would like to reorder a little bit. Some episodes that I would like to put uh, in a different sequence, group some episodes together that would make be more natural than what I've got right now. So the KU ver slash book version of this will be slightly different than the Vela episodes, the Vela oh, version okay. of it. Uh, it, it's not going to be, you know, very much different, maybe on the margins, five, 10%, but there will be a little bit of a difference. All right. And all you have to do, all Amazon asks you to do is in the, in the forward to your book, uh, just to, to mention that, you know, previously published on Vela as whatever, if the title is different, uh, or not. Uh, I think the people who read the Vela would then go read the other one because it's different or will it not be different enough? Uh, probably not because well some will some will want who really like the story will want the book and want to read the new version of it uh some people will just want to print copy of it because people collect print copies um but in general no there's probably not going to be a huge crossover between vela readers people who are who like to serial read on their phone in small snippets at a time while they're doing other things and people who like to sit down with a book or with a tablet right. and, and just read straight through a story. So yeah, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of crossover. It'll be, okay. I'll have to develop a whole new audience once I go to KU. I'm, I'm sure of that. I just find, I just find the whole, I mean, the fact that you're like, you know, you and I started this, well, we started at the beginning of the year, you and I on this podcast with these goals and you're crushing yours and you're making money and I'm sitting here not making anything. And I'm like, looking back, like, should I have done Vela? I'm really interested in how this works and what I could do with it if I decided to do something with it in the future. So, right, right. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm as shocked as anybody that this has worked out as well as it has. Uh, yeah. You know, it's been a lot of work, but it's, it's been kind of, kind of fun. And for me, scatterbrained that I am, it's been really nice that, <laughs> that you can have little tiny bite-sized goals that you do. I mean, very tiny, and you can see some rewards from the little the little things, other than just accomplishing it. So like, you can do one episode of a thousand words, and then see people reading it right away. Yeah, you know, that, that's yeah. been kind of kind of a benefit uh, to to my brain, anyways. I actually think that's probably a. And again, I don't know in terms of like, will Vela be successful down the road? Will it be at this thing that explodes, or will it go away? I don't know. But for writers, I think it makes it might simplify the writing process for someone who might be struggling to write a novel. I think it does. And that's what a lot, a lot of the other authors, you know, that I keep in touch with on the, uh, on the forums say is that they like Vela. Most of them aren't, there are some who are, who are using it as their primary income source and they're primarily writing romance. Uh, and you know, they, they may, may, some of them make, you know, very well, few, few of them make, you know, uh, five, $10,000 a month right. in there. Uh, most of them are, most of them are not doing that. Most of them are doing what I've, the level that I've reached, which is, you know, somewhere around a thousand dollars a month or so. Um, 
But what everybody universally says that they like is the fact that, okay, here is a platform that I can put stuff out on a weekly basis yeah. or every, every other day basis. It keeps me accountable because people who are reading this are expecting to see new episodes and they're they're wanting to see them. And it also makes it easy for me to set little tiny goals that I can accomplish in between taking care of the kids and cleaning the house and doing that kind of stuff. And, and seeing results from not just accomplish right. the goal, but then actually, like you said, seeing people read it, right. which is pretty cool. So yeah, right, exactly, exactly. So okay. that was my week. Um, I'm going to roll over into into a couple of new 2023 goals that I had, like I, I teased earlier, I accomplished all the initial goals I set back in March, I think it was for 2023 by the end of August, or I'm sorry, the end of September. So I have the, um, the, the final quarter of the year uh, to do something a little bit new. So I've decided what I'm going to do to try to set myself up for more success in 2024 is I'm going to focus, instead of focusing on money, which is what I did back in March, I'm going to focus on uh, intellectual property, getting more stuff out there than what I have so far. So I've set a pretty ambitious goal for myself for this final quarter. I want to publish 60 new episodes in the fourth quarter of 2023. And I wanted, starting first with Death Come to Paradise. I'm gonna I'm work that right through to the very end. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my hand how many more episodes I think I have. I think it's on the order of uh, 20 to 25 before the whole thing is finished. There's 13 weeks left in the fourth quarter, or there's 13 weeks in the fourth quarter. So on average, what I need to do is publish uh, 4.6 episodes per, per week to reach that 60 uh, goal by the end of the quarter. Uh, once I hit submit later today, I will have published six episodes so far in October. So I'm pretty much right on track to be able to hit that target. The, the trick is going to be to keep that up both during the, the time that I am traveling which is not going to be a whole lot. I, I hope to only be gone like five or six days, but also during the holidays that are coming up. And I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to really push it hard early to get ahead a little bit so that I have some cushion uh, towards the end. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to complete Death Comes to Paradise, and I hope by the end of the year to also complete the What the Cat Dragged In uh, with the remaining uh, of the 60 episodes after I finish Death Comes to Paradise. Um, and I... It'd be nice to be able to do this in a timely manner uh, so that I can roll them out to Kindle, KU, or whatever I decide to do by in the around, right around the first of the year. I'm going to miss the Christmas buying season. I might hopefully catch the after Christmas buying season that, that uh, happens. Uh, but I, I don't plan on doing much advertising or anything for it, uh, mainly because it'll be expensive and during that time and with one book and nothing for them to go to after it, it's probably, you know, not going to make any sense other than uh, just trying to raise some visibility, maybe build a mailing list or something like that. Maybe I, I set it for free or 99 cents, try to do some promotions on it. We'll, we'll see that that's something for me to decide as the, the year comes to a close. Um, I also decided to add a different, another goal. At this moment, as we stand right here to, uh, recording, I have I have 141,000 KU reads for the year. Uh, most of them have come in the last couple of months where I've really been pushing it hard. I thought it would be really cool if I could say I hit a quarter of a million for the whole year. So I'm going to set that as a new target for the now till the end of the year. Uh, with 12 weeks weeks left in in the fourth quarter, that 
and 110,000 pages to go, uh, that means I'd have to average just over 9,000 page reads per week. Um, this past week, I got 12,000. Was it 12,000? I think I mentioned 12,000 at the top of the, of the episode page reads. Uh, and I didn't work it terribly hard. So I think this is a really doable goal. So especially if I'm going to be dropping all these new episodes between now and yeah. the end of the year, there'll be things for even the old people who have read up to this point, be new things for them to read. So I'm going to really, I'm, I'm going to set that as another goal. Try to hit a quarter of a million page reads by the end of the year. Now that, that sounds like a lot, but it doesn't really amount to much in terms of, of anything where you're getting, you know, 0.004 cents per page, essentially, uh, if it was in KU. <clears throat> but um, still, it's, it's an interesting goal to shoot for. If, if I can do that, then I may look to really up it next year where I'll have a full 12 months where I know what I'm doing. I know what works pretty much in Villa and what doesn't right now. And I may get really crazy and say, well, I'm going to set my goal for 2.4 out of a million page reads and see if I can hit right. that. But uh, yeah. So anyways, that, that's those are my new goals that I'm setting for 2023. We'll see how that happens. I'll, I'll report that's on that exciting. as we go along. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really exciting. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to run down to my uh, my running list of future things to do here. I just have two things in there. Uh, the All the Amazon ad stuff, which I don't know. I, I You know, I have the Matthew J. Holmes course. I haven't really done much with it. And, um, you know, I don't know about Amazon ads. I, I, I don't know how to make them work. Um, I, I like to think that they do work for people. That's why they have them. And it's not just people continuously donating to Amazon. But I, I don't know. I assume they work for some people. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think it just takes a lot. It takes a lot of work. Mm. It takes a lot of money spent up front. I mean, Matthew Holmes kind of hints around at this, that, you know, you got, you got to, you have to, you have to be willing to spend money up front to be able to figure out what works. Uh, you have to take a, take the leap in his mind. Anyways, you have to take the leap and let Facebook do the work for you and go with these dynamic creative ads. Let it pick what will work and what won't. It will take it more time to figure it out, but it does eventually work. One of the things he's mentioned in one of the emails he, he um, sent out recently, actually two things. The first thing is that if you do head to head, if you compare you picking the targets and all that stuff and the creative and the text and just going with one, as opposed to just giving Amazon a bunch of different choices for the creative and for the text and letting it pick the audience. Uh, initially, what you're going to find is that you doing it is going to be su more successful right out of the gate in the first week or two. But after okay. the first couple of weeks, allowing Amazon's algorithms to go to work and do what they do best, which is picking the people and the creatives and the text that work together it's going to be better in the long run uh, because at least in his experience, what he's found, if I, if I do it, I do the picking, then yeah, maybe initially it's successful, but it burns out really fast. If you let Amazon do it, it doesn't start off too hot, but it works its way around to finding the exact combination that works in the long run. And in the long run, it works much better than you doing it yourself. So that's right. the first, the first thing he mentioned. But the second thing that he mentioned during the week that kept I, I was right on the on the cusp of buying his facebook course i was i was going to do it but then one of the last emails he sent and trying to promote it he actually put up 
real dollar dollar figures of what he's done uh, for the for the last month with his, with his wife's books. And if you recall from the emails, he one of the things he's been put, touting is that you know he's he's pulling in gross revenues of seventeen to nineteen thousand dollars a month with his wife's books. She's only got six books out there. Um, you know, sounds like a great success story. But he put up his costs of what it cost yeah. him in order to get that. And essentially, uh, he's he's making a ninety five percent return on his investment, which is which is fine. I mean, anybody would jump at, a, at an investment that makes ninety five percent return. I'm doing two hundred percent on the Vela stuff I'm doing, and when I have done Facebook ads in the past, I've been able to do ninety five percent me just hacking around at it, and 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 not really doing anything right. Uh, so. I'm not sure. I, I I don't know what to think about that, other than the fact that if if I'm going to be pulling in gross revenues of seventeen and nineteen thousand dollars a month, I want to be making more than nine thousand dollars net yeah. profit, uh, and that's not net profit, but that's just profit net of the marketing costs. Then you've got you know all the other underlying costs uh, uh, that goes into publications, or yeah, in terms of the platforms that you have to pay for the software, you know the covers and all that editing all that kind of stuff so yeah i'm a little bit uh i'm a little bit unsure of what to think about about matthew holmes's stuff other than the fact that his thoughts at least theoretically on letting through dynamic creatives allowing amazon face or not amazon facebook's uh algorithms to choose what works best that makes a lot of sense at least in theory uh i've seen it work the little bit that I've tested it for myself. Uh, come 2024, I'll have more of an opportunity to try that out. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of his emails, he emails so much that yeah. that I can't keep up with him. <laughs> right. Well, it, it makes it, you know, he was he was emailing a lot this past week or so because of the, uh, you know, he's, he was launching his course. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the kind of thing where if i was on somebody's list and they were emailing me every day or if i was following someone on twitter and they were tweeting you know every hour th those are the people that i just stop i'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting up with this is too much right yeah. now you know his course has launched uh, you know he was pushing it for an introductory price and the price has now gone up um going forward uh in the coming weeks you, you'll start seeing emails only every saturday again from him which is what okay. his, his normal uh pace is Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in terms of my addicted to, so I'm going to do another weekly recap for you, but it's going to be on a specific subject. Okay. And is the idea we've talked about this for the EV, the electric car. So Monday morning I woke up and just was like, you know what? I'm out. No tax credit for me based on the cars I like. Uh, the range is still a little bit of an issue in my head. You know, 250 miles. But the tax credit is the big thing. If I can't save $7,500, you know, in 2024, they're going to make it. So instead of uh, having to file your taxes to get the credit, you're actually able to get it, to walk into the dealer and say, I want you to take it off the sticker price. And the dealer does it, which is a huge savings, right? That's, you know, it's not like it's a hundred dollars. 7,500 is a lot of money when you're talking about a $50,000 car or a $40,000 car. So, right. So I was out, I was done. I told a guy that I work with, it, we were getting ready for a meeting and a guy I work with. And then another guy that I work with, we were in the meeting and the, the first guy, my buddy, Brian, I've been talking about to him for a couple of weeks now, but the other guy came in and he just happened to be in the meeting when I told Brian, Hey, I'm out, I'm out on it. 
I'm out. And and I had asked the other guy a couple of days earlier about his Tesla and how does he have the range issue and everything. Well, he he heard me tell Brian I was out. And the next morning, Tuesday morning, he sent me this long Teams chat that was like, I'm sorry that you're not buying a Tesla. You know, here's all the reasons why you should. You're losing money. It's just my opinion. And it's like, dude, dude I was, and I wrote back to him, listen, I was never going to get a Tesla. I don't let, I don't like those cars where the screens look like someone just took an iPad and stuck it up against the dashboard and standing straight <laughs> up. I think it's ugly and I don't like it. I like the screens that are in the dashboard. So I was never going to get one anyway. So I'm out. I'm good. Well, then Tuesday night comes and I noticed that Chevy in 2024 has an Equinox coming out that's supposed to start out around 30,000 for the base model. I remember seeing a video where the, I don't know what she was. She was a higher up at Chevy and she, there was a video of her telling Obama, uh, not Obama, um, uh, Biden, Joe Biden, and telling Oprah that we're sticking to that $30,000 price. And I don't know which of the two of them is more important right now, but they're sticking to that it's price. And then I saw a thing come out a little while later that said, oh, we can't make money at that price. So they tried to walk it back, but they're getting pretty crushed for it. So I think they're going to try to make their ba base model around 30000 And because it's Chevy and it's made in the US and it qualifies for the tax credit. And suddenly I'm now back in. I'm ready. Let's do this. I don't want to, I, I know, I don't want to wait till 2024, but it looks like I'm going to have to. So then Wednesday, I learned about the tax credit not being a tax credit, but you could walk into the dealer and actually tell them, take it off the sticker. So you combine that 7,500 with like whatever my um, trade-in is, let's say it's 15,000. So you take 22.5 off of a $40,000 car and suddenly I'm financing a very small amount that I can pay back within a year and everything's great. So I'm like, this is awesome. Let's do this. I got three, three months left to finish up my emergency fund. Uh, get that going. And then I'll kind of do things out of order. I'll do the emergency fund first. Then I'll buy the car, pay that off. Or who knows, maybe I'll pay the house off first and then go to the car. Who knows? All I know is I have options now and it's fantastic. Thursday I, I, I wake up and I'm like, okay. Oh, I was going to say, I, I don't want to rain on your, on, on your excitement or anything, but uh, having grown up in Detroit and watched the auto industry my entire life and having actually worked in it for a little while, I can predict what's going to happen here. I can predict. Ooh, let me hear I can predict that this Equinox is going to hit the market with a list price of $37,500. <laughs> I think it's going to happen is I think you're going to get a base price around 30000 and it's going to be something that no one wants to buy because it doesn't have anything added into it. And it doesn't have any wheels. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you're going to get all those extra models that are going to be more right. than that. My guess right. is it's going to be around forty. is my guess, right. the one that I end up liking. If I end up yeah. liking it. But the problem was is Thursday I woke up and I really – really like that nissan it's such a nice looking car um i watched some more videos on it thursday night and just like this is the car that i want it's so nice um and then friday i was like you know what maybe i'll just buy the nissan now screw it and just you know live my life and be happy uh, i really like it and then yesterday i was uh i was at when i was at hothead i was looking through uh who who installs ev chargers on people's houses uh, locally. So I filled out a couple of um, online forms for some companies close to me with the idea of them giving me a quote on how much it would cost to not only do the charger, but also I want to get some uh, 110 outlet in my golf simulator. So I put that in there. So uh, I'm hoping this week I get a couple of calls from these guys, uh, these companies who say, you know, it's going to be this much or, or, you know, and I can maybe get a quote maybe over the next couple of weeks, just have have one of them come in and install the charger to get me ready for it. See, the problem is, is once I get the charger, I'm now ready for the car. Like right. it can happen at any point. So like once I get the charger, the, the car will probably follow pretty quick. So I, you know, right. I, I kind of have so, to work that So out. the charger is just basically a 240 outlet, right? Correct. Or, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't I, mess with electricity, so I don't, yeah. I don't, that's not something I would do myself. 
No, right. Yeah. I don't blame you about that. And, but you know, that's something that electricians do all the time because, you know, I, I had to hire an electrician to put in a, a two, well, did a couple of things, but, uh, ran power out to my, my greenhouse and my, I mean, my chicken coop. But the other thing is the, I had to put in a couple of 240 outlets in my carport just to run, uh, my bandsaw and, and stuff. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, it costs a little bit. I think it uh, costs like 800 bucks or something to do all the work, but it, you have to lay some lines, like I said, out to the back of the property and stuff. So yeah, it might not be too expensive. Really. I saw hmm. people saying that it was going to be, um, I don't know, around five or $600. And then you still got to buy the charger, which is probably also going to be around five or $600. So my guess is like 10 to 1500 is what it's going to be to not only buy the charger, but also, um, but also uh, get it installed. So I think it's something that like people like my dad could probably do, but I wouldn't ask them to do that. So this is really off topic for a writing podcast, but I, I, I'm sure. interested interested in knowing. So the chart, so the charge, you have to have a 240 outlet, and then you have to have a charger that you plug into the 240 outlet that then plugs Correct. into the car. Correct. Yeah. Ah, okay, I see. Okay. Yeah. You. Yeah. The, and they, they they actually make a splitter. If you have a dryer, some people have like dryers. Their their washer dryer might be in their garage or something like that. Right. And um, they actually make a splitter where you can plug this cable into that outlet and then plug your dryer into one side and the charger into the other. You just can't run your dryer while you're charging or you could. I mean, I, I assume your car won't explode, but I, it's probably not good for it. Right. It, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's just in terms of uh, planning, that's kind of dumb. You'd think that the car itself. It would be built in with the charger and all you would have to do is just plug the thing into a 240 outlet. Um, oh yeah. Well, you know. I think hmm, that's a good point. I, I guess I don't know. You're right. It's almost like you're pulling up to a gas pump. It's just, it's a charger that you plug in instead. Right. Right. But I mean, just in terms of them, in terms of, of them rolling out charging stations across the country, it would have been a lot simpler just to put in a bunch of 240 outlets all over the place. Right. It would have yeah. been a lot easier. Yeah. But then they probably could. I wonder, would it would have been easier for them to charge you for it when you're using it? Uh, oh, good point. That's That might be yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of part of my addicted to is just every day I had like a new feeling about this. And I'm still on the feeling of I really like this car. And once I get a charger installed in my on my on the side of my house there's a pretty good no there's a there's well i'll, I'll put it in the, the the way that tony kornheiser always says it about anything he always says it's 50 50 either it'll happen or it won't so yeah we'll go with that. <laughs> that's that's what happens it's interesting whenever i go into my doctor uh or my old doctor <clears throat> he would always say you know forget about these the all the stats you see about the probability of you say you know getting cancer or whatever uh the probability of you getting cancer is zero or one <laughs> So yeah. exactly. Yep. You're you're yes not a pop. No. Right. Yeah, you're not a population, you're an individual. So right. yeah. Uh my addicted to I can't really point to anything specific this week, uh, unless you want to count enjoying the cool breezes that come in through the window now. <laughs> I, we left we slept last night with the with the windows open and I just slept like a log the whole night long. Wow. So, yeah. We get got to pull out some of the quilts that my wife made and, and throw them on the bed. So that they'll be we're looking, we're, we're looking forward to the next, uh, well, probably about six months now, we'll have beautiful weather. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm still jealous. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. So in terms of my, my, my week coming up, uh, Monday, I'll, tomorrow I'll work from home. I, again, I don't know what I'll do in terms of writing on this day. I mean, last week I ended up replotting the entire, uh, space opera and then working on chapter four. So something like that could happen. I really want to get three and four finished. I, I almost want to like treat 
uh, my Patreon, like you're treating Vela. I want to do three and four and then release one of them. And then a couple days later, maybe release another one. Mm -hmm. And I'm really not making anything off, but I'm, I'm doing it just for kicks. And I think if I was better at like, right, if I said, okay, I'm going to, on this day, I'm going to write this chapter every week. I could then put it on Vela if I wanted to, or, or maybe once I get some chapters built up, I could put it out there and just see what happens and maybe learn how to market the way you're kind of doing it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to work from home and I'll go to hothead in the evening. Uh, funny story about hothead. When I went there on Friday, one of the managers who always stops to talk to me, he came over to me and he says, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm putting my two week notice in today. I'm like, Oh, that's too bad. How come? So he told me about it. And then he goes, and I go, well, have you told anyone? He's like, no, no, no I'm telling you first. And I was like, <laughs> um, okay, that's, that's kind of odd, but okay. <laughs> so it's to the point now where I, I'm part of the family, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wednesday, I'll work from home. I'll write during lunch. Thursday, I'm in the office. I will write during lunch. And then I have my writer's club in the evening. And I don't know what I'm going to read yet. Maybe if I get one of these chapters finished with the space opera, I'll go ahead and read that. I'm not ready to read the murder mystery, Tim. The problem with, I love that writer's club. I, I do. I love getting the feedback. I remember the first time I went, I was so nervous about reading something that I had written. And the feedback was like, critiquing but at the same time it was so positive but at the same time it wasn't negative it was just like here are some critique critiques but here's some good things and it was like that was one of the things that really kept me going is is that instant kind of feedback but that instant like hey this is pretty good type of thing so i really really like that writers club i hate that it it's once a month um i wish we met twice a month because like i'm if i read chapter four of my murder mystery and then wait another month and read chapter five i'm already on my second revision and then i'm ready to publish it and i've read like five chapters so i'm not getting right. i i try to pick things strategically like here's here's a fight scene that i wrote tell me what you guys think of the fight scene to help me write those better in the future right. um we have one girl in there she's reading uh, a, a kind of a davy jones type of pirates book that she's writing and she's really really good but she's literally reading us one chapter per month and it's taking her, you know, she's already on her second revision of it, but she's still on like chapter 17 of reading it to us. And it's like, you're going to be yeah. done soon. And you're going to want to read us the next thing. We didn't get an ending. It's just, it's weird how that works. So right, right. I'm, I'm trying to be more strategic with what I pick. Uh, Friday, I will work from home. And like I said, only half a day is the rest of the year. So I'll probably write after work and then I'll come home. Uh, I'll come home after, although I got a guy that I used to work for my old job who we want to try to golf again on a Friday afternoon. So we, you know, I'll probably text him this week and if it's going to be decent weather, maybe we'll look into it Saturday. I'm not sure about Saturday yet at the course that I normally play on the weekends. They actually have this thing called a cross country, which is where they, they reconfigure the course. So the first hole is actually a 30 yard shot where you're hitting from the 10th tee to the ninth green. And then the next hole is like 900 yards where you're hitting from the 10th green around the corner to the sixth green, which is a long way away. So they, they call it a cross country. They reconfigure the whole thing and just make it a lot of fun. Um, every year we talk about playing in it, but we never do. And as when I was there this morning with my buddy, Dave, you know, making sure we had tee times for next Sunday, we, were, we just said, hey, we got to play in this next week. So I got a couple guys I'm going to go ahead and text. And if we can get a foursome together, I think we might play in that. It's at 830 in the morning on Saturday. And if that's the case, I'll come home after golf and try to work, keep working on the book, the murder mystery. Then I'll have some errands. Then we'll podcast in the evening. With the way I am off the tee, just about every round is cross country for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. 
Uh, my planned writing days are Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday at lunch, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning or afternoon, depending on the golf thing. My goals. So I don't know if I'm going to set this as a goal. I'm just kind of asking the question to myself right now. I have four chapters left in this revision. Uh, again, I didn't write the last chapter yet. So this is the four chapters leading up to the final chapter. I, I'd like to get them done this week. I'm not going to make it a goal, but I'm going to try to get them finished this week. Uh, I, I assume, and I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but I assume this book is all like the first one where chapters were getting shorter as I went along with it. They were getting a little bit shorter. The action was getting quicker. Um, so I'm hoping that it's the same. And then uh, if I can get it done by, by next Saturday or even next Sunday, uh, that would be great. Um, and then the next thing I'll do, like I said, is the story grid, make sure everything's where I want it. And then I'll go back and do that third revision where I, I add all the clues incorrectly, make sure I have everybody right, everything right. And then I'll write the final chapter after that. So the, the, and I'm going to hold up air quotes when I go, the goal for this week is to try to get the last four chapters that I've written for the first draft through this, uh, the first revision uh, for this week. Sounds good. Sounds like it'll be, well, if you, if you can hit that, that'll you know be yeah. real productive for the week, for sure. Um, for my week coming up, uh, with these new fourth quarter goals I have, I now actually have targets uh, to focus my daily activities around. Uh, so each day... Uh, we'll start probably with the gym, uh, or at least three days a week for sure. Um, I think that's what we did this past week. Uh, then move to outdoor activities uh, while the days are still nice, uh, at least until I get that carport cleaned up. Uh, then on to writing stuff in the afternoons or evenings. Uh, I need to hit the episodes and promotion, episode generation and promotion pretty hard, heavily this week because the following week we're going to be running up to Virginia. Uh, and I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to get to write while I'm on the road. Uh, it better be something or else I'm going to fall really far behind. Yeah. And my in-laws, they, they live kind of in the mountains of Southwest Virginia and internet's kind of, they're on DSL. I think they're still on DSL. Maybe they've hooked up to their neighborhood's cable by now, but, um, it is a really strange story. I may, I may have told it before. They live in, a, in kind of a high class subdivision area. They've got like five acres and, um, but it's in the mountains and, you know, they, they always had really, really bad internet. Um, because all came over the phone line and they were on DSL and even DSL is not that great. Uh, the, the neighborhood finally uh, managed to get cable put in fiber optics put into the neighborhood but it cost everybody like $7,000 to get it run to their house. And then an additional couple thousand or what, no, it, it cost everybody, everybody was assessed like seven or $8,000 um, if they wanted it to come to their property, but then it would cost an additional thousand or 2000 in order to get it into the house and get everything hooked up and all. And my in-laws, uh, decided that they were going to be good neighbors and pay that initial seven or 8,000, but then they refused to pay the extra thousand or two to get it into the house oh, itself. <laughs> oh but, man. Yeah. But I think they may have finally broken down and actually had that done. Uh, I can't remember for sure, but I haven't been there since, uh, Christmas. So we'll, we'll find out when I get there, but if they don't have it, then I really have bad internet, which might actually be good because I can't, I can't be goofing around on Facebook and stuff. I'll just be right writing and doing nothing else right. and although i may not actually kick anything out in terms of submission for the episodes uh, i should have some stacked up by the time i get back because i can do it into the night they go to bed early my wife goes to bed early i'll have the whole house to myself um 
I've been really enjoying uh, reading J.D. Robb in the afternoon, uh, her, her thrillers. There are more thrillers than mysteries, although some of them are kind of police procedurals at the same time. Some of them kind of verge on sci-fi at the same time. So I'm going to keep on doing that for as long as it interests me. Um, I really like her writing style. The stories are really interesting. Um, and then somewhere in, the, in there over the, the next week, I'm going to have to pack and get ready to go. But that usually doesn't take me too long, although I'm going to have to get it in my head that you know, it's it's winter time now in Virginia. Or it's it's yeah. there. They're falling down into the low 30s at night. So I'm gonna have to pack some heavier clothes than what I'm used to wearing. But uh, I, I'm sure I'll be able to make that adjustment. Um, in terms of stuff to share, uh, I decided against getting the Remarkable Two for now. Uh, even though I'd love to play with the technology, I just can't get over that that price roller where it would cost basically you know the, the cost of a a low-end iPad or something in order to right. get all set up on it. Uh, so maybe I wait till the next generation comes out, the Remarkable 3. Uh, maybe I'll be in better position in order to be able to spend the money on it, and maybe it'll be a better product for the money as well. So right. anyways, I'm kicking that off the table right now. No Remarkable 2 for Rich. All right. Um, I don't have anything to share this week, so I guess that is the end for us. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. Other than um, it'll be interesting. I'm really interested in this is EV progression that you're going through. <laughs> the the yin and yang of whether to do it or not. <laughs> it is... I, I'm to the point now where if I don't buy it, I feel like I let people down that I've talked to about it. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of a lot of my life and probably a lot of people's lives is is this struggle between do I do something or do I not do it. And my strategy that I came up with decades ago was I'm just going to talk about it forever because eventually <laughs> I'll probably not do it and save myself money. But uh, right. and I'll still get a lot of enjoyment out of doing the research and thinking about it. <laughs> I will say I'm having a blast watching the Facebook videos from people who own the cars and like they'd say, this is what I like about it. This is what I don't like. I mean, I watched a guy today just do a 20 minute video on him filling using the charge port in his home for the first time. And it was entertaining. The guy was entertaining. Yeah. So I've watched people, Oh, I'm going to travel, you know, from Colorado to Florida or whatever. And here's what I'm going to do. And they like show, I mean, I am enjoying that. Right. And we, so, we both know that, that we need more excuses to watch YouTube videos. So. Oh yeah. I started to run out of stuff. There's not as many uh, uh, reaction videos for me to the reactors that I used to watch. Don't react as much anymore. Right. Right. Or, or the stuff they're doing is pretty inane. Yes. Right. I'm going to have to start like, Maybe I'll have to start reading at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that is all we have for the podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. The website is jerryevanoff.com. And again, it's the new it's the new website. I'm very proud of that website. Go go check it out. Uh, boy, I, I lost my my notes. I don't know how to get in touch with me. Um, you can contact me. Let's see. I'm on, on Facebook, uh, it's Jerry Evanoff Author. So Facebook.com slash Jerry Evanoff Author. Patreon, patreon.com slash Jerry Evanoff Author. We also have a patreon for this website it's patreon.com slash new author podcast uh go check it out you can support us there if you'd like to and and uh, yeah just keep listening i don't know that's good too yeah if you want to contact me my email address is rich at richcase.com you can find me on facebook instagram tiktok threads and blue sky at casey himself and check out my Vela stories. Uh, you can just go right to my website www.richcasey.com and that takes you right to a landing page where you can see what I've been doing in terms of the Vela stories. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all in a week. Have a great week.